Today's final at Blair Alamo press conference is featuring both head coaches, Utah's Kyle Whittingham and Texas' Tom Herman. Coach Whittingham, would you start with an opening remark, please? Yeah, you bet. Uh, first thing I want to do is acknowledge uh, my good friend Kirk Cradthorpe back here. He's uh, been uh, covering sports in Utah for 30 years. This is his last gig. Uh, we'll be retiring after the game. I got that right, Kurt? Okay, so uh, me and Kurt go way back. Uh, both our fathers coached at BYU, so we ran around the holiday bowls together and all the bowl games we went to as little kids. Played Little League Baseball together, high school baseball. So a lot of history with Kurt, and he's been our beat writer for the last uh, few years, and, and we'll miss him. So we've had a great time. Uh, players have had a great time. The, uh, the events, the, uh, just the whole layout has been uh, – Really great. I mean, we've uh, we've been to the Sugar Bowl as well, uh, you know, a few years back, and and this rivals uh, any bowl that we've been to. So we're, we're we've had a great time. You say they got talented players, uh, class program, a lot of history. Uh, just uh, you know, one of those programs in the country that uh, is kind of iconic. And so it's it's great for our guys to be able to line up and play against a team like that, a program like that. Um, and so we're excited. And it's been a great week of practice, so preparation has been good. Uh, so we'll uh, see how we can play tomorrow night. Since I've been a head coach to, to go to uh, two New Year's Six Bowl games in, in the last uh, five years, and, and this one, like Coach said, I mean, it, it absolutely rivals any, any bowl game out there. And um, uh, the city of San Antonio, just the, the whole layout, um, you know, everything being so central uh, is – Phenomenal for our players. There's there's not a whole lot of travel time. There's uh, um, you know everything's within walking distance. They don't have to get in a car when they want to go um, you know have a night out or whatever it is. And so it's just a, a, an unbelievable setup. And uh, uh, we're excited as heck. Like Coach said, we we've had uh, some really good practices. We're uh, about as as healthy as as we've been. Um, <clears throat> I would like to take a minute to to thank um, a couple guys on our team. You know, we, we've got uh, three seniors that have been invited um, uh, to the NFL Combine. And, uh, you know, two of those guys are, or I think all three of them are invited to the Senior Bowl as well. And, um, and all three of them uh, will be dressed uh, and, and on the sideline and, and available to play uh, tomorrow. And um, I think that speaks to uh, their commitment uh, not to, to uh, this program but to this university. And um, I, I do want to thank Colin Johnson, Devin DuVernay, uh, and Brandon Jones uh, personally. I, I think that's um, really, really cool uh, in, in today's environment, um, uh, you know, for those guys to uh, go out there one last time uh, for their brothers. And I think it speaks to the um, – the fellowship and the uh, the um, relationships that are that are in that locker room as well, and um, they, they certainly don't want to let anybody down. Obviously, Brandon's a little banged up, so uh, but he has practiced all week, and um, you know we'll see how how he feels tomorrow. But um, fully expect uh, both Colin and, and Devin uh, to play and play significant roles in the game. Uh, and again, we're. We're thrilled to be challenged by uh, a Utah team that was, um, you know, played for their conference championship, won 11 games. Um, they play unbelievably great defense uh, and um, obviously challenge you, you know, on offense uh, with their, their ball control, uh, with their ability to run the football. Uh, they've got a very a veteran team, 
lots of seniors and juniors on both sides of the ball. So uh, there's a lot of experience, and um, we know we, we've got a challenge. But, um, again, we, we feel like we've had uh, a good couple weeks of preparation, and we're excited for it. Thank you. Front. Onward from uh, Orange Bloods. Hey, um, Coach, this will be our first opportunity to ask you about Yursich um, since he was uh, just announced <clears throat> yesterday. What can you tell us about maybe the process of, of hiring him and what can you tell us about him as a coach? Well, the process went, went great. You know, as, as um, I think I've told you guys, I, getting the defensive coordinator hire uh, right was, was my first priority um, because. Uh, you know, obviously Chris Ash uh, wasn't, didn't have a job, and so uh, he was being courted by a lot of suitors. And and not to say that um, uh, we didn't realistically uh, look at uh, many other candidates, which we did, uh, but we had our eyes set on Chris and and uh, wound up uh, securing him. Uh, and so then we we turned our attention to to finding the right uh, guy to lead our offense and. Um, you know, talk to you know five, six uh, guys with with great resumes that um, uh, have great jobs as well. And uh, you know, we couldn't be happier uh, with with Mike. When you look at his resume, I, I think the the year at Ohio State is is kind of like the the icing on the cake. You know, this is a guy that in his six years at at Oklahoma State, you know, you look at the numbers and and they're off the charts. And um, he's uh, uh, according to, to Coach Gundy, who I spoke to, he, he said he's an unbelievable play caller, you know, very rhythmic, uh, uh, very detail-oriented in, in the way that he develops um, quarterbacks and offenses. And the thing that uh, really stood out to me was, uh, you know, his ability um, each year to kind of play to the strengths of the personnel. You know, one year it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be a run-heavy team. The next year we've got a great quarterback and some really good receivers. And... We're going to be whatever fourth in the country in passing. So, um, we, I mean, I couldn't have dreamed of a, of a better fit in terms of, um, you know, uh, similar similarities in the, the way that we believe uh, in, in offensive football uh, and yet uh, uh, a lengthy track record and, and resume of success on that side of the ball. Question front left. Chip Brown with uh, Horns247.com in the zone in Austin. Uh, Tom, do you know how you're going to split your coaching staff in terms of assistance? Will it be 6-4 the way it's been? or five No, it, it'll be 5-5. Five and five. Um, the, the one thing uh, that, that Chris uh, and, and Mike and I have both talked about is, um, you know, when it comes to special teams, let's, let's find the right guys. Um, find the right guys offensively and defensively uh, because, you know, I look at when we were at Ohio State, you know, we were top 10 in, in the country in special teams and each coach ran a, ran a team and, and they, they did it really well. And, um, you know, but if there is a guy out there that, that fits, um, you know, a tight end special teams or a um, you know, D-line special teams, and, you know, that's a, a feather in his cap, then, then certainly uh, we'll look at it that way. But uh, definitely five on offense, five on, on defense, and the five on defense 
preliminarily, um, and I don't want to box myself into a corner, but just in, in our, our early talks have, have been, you know, a safeties coach, uh, corners coach, linebacker coach, and then a tackles and ends coach. Um, but again, that's, that's far from being finalized. Front, middle. Yeah, Brian Davis from, from Austin. Tom, now that you've got both coordinators set, just what are your overall thoughts about going into 2020 and where this program is headed with, with these two new hires? Well, there's excitement. Um, I'm excited. I know that. Um, I, I know that any time, uh, you know, change is hard. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, make light of that. Any time you change, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. There's diff diff different personalities. There's, there's um, different ways of doing things. I know this is going to be a very um, important offseason for me uh, as the head coach uh, in terms of, uh, you know, teaching our culture and our way of doing things uh, to, to some of these new coaches. And, um, you know, I haven't had to do that in a long time. And, um, uh, but I'm excited for that challenge too. I'm excited to, to almost show off the, the way that, um, you know, we do things from a cultural standpoint and, and from an accountability standpoint. And uh, I'm excited to learn too. I'm, I mean, especially from these two coordinators, I mean, the, they're uh, uh, guys that, that have unbelievable track records. Philosophically, they've, they're, they're very aligned um, with what I think Texas football should look like. Uh, but obviously, um, there's nuances here and there that, that I'll be able to learn, too. Front, Kurt, and <clears throat> back. Uh, Kurt Bowles from the Austin American. Uh, for Tom and Kyle, I was curious, if you watch the CFP semifinals, and what you thought of those games, and is that uh, making a case for four is plenty for a playoff, or would you like to see it expand to eight? Um, you know, first of all, I didn't see the uh, the LSU domination coming. I mean, I, I, you know, LSU is a good football team, but I didn't see that coming. I don't know. Maybe Tom predicted that, but but uh, that was uh, very surprising to me. Uh, the other game was obviously a great competitive ball game. Uh, no, I don't think it's a case for four. Maybe this year, but I don't think overall. I think overall it should be expanded. And uh, that's been my stance for a lot of years. And uh, just because of what happened in one of those playoff games this year, I don't, I don't change my opinion on that. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't see the, the first game much of it other than, than the highlights. Um, I was at Disney or at uh, SeaWorld uh, riding roller coasters with my six-year-old. Uh, Maverick on his first big boy roller coaster. That was an experience. Um, so, uh, but I did see the highlights and obviously having played against LSU uh, early in the season and having uh, recruited Joe uh, and the relationship I have with him, um, I'm not surprised uh, in, <clears throat> in the least uh, that they're having the season that they're having, uh, especially on that side of the football with, uh, with him at the helm and, and those talented receivers and, and that offensive line. Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic football team. Uh, and then, again, yeah, I, I did uh, see a lot of um, the, the game, the second game, and, um, you know, was um, 
uh, impressed with both teams. I mean, that was a knockdown, drag out, you know, four quarter game that um, was very impressive on 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 both parts. But um, um, you know, I've said before that that I'd certainly be in favor of eight teams. I think it's great. I, I think um, um, you know every other uh, level of collegiate football has many more uh, than eight. Uh, I I don't. I do think there's a way uh, a way to find a way uh, where you don't diminish the, the the bowl experience because something like this uh, for <clears throat> for teams that aren't in the playoffs is is phenomenal too and and no other level has has that so I do I do think that that should be uh, prioritized very highly but uh, again I don't think it's the biggest. Uh, national issue that that we have is you know I've, I've gone on record as saying to me we, we've got to fix uniform scheduling uh, before we tackle 18 playoffs because you're, you're oftentimes comparing apples to oranges and um, uh, when it's a, a committee making that decision and there's no um, there's no hard set I guess rules as to what gets you in and what doesn't then um, you know that's a, a difficult pill to swallow, but I do think that uh, the the more the merrier uh, when it comes to having a chance to win your your sports national championship. Middle. Mike Hart, JM thirteen hundred, the zone in Austin. This is for Coach Whittingham. Um, I heard Birdie told us today that you have been the ultimate ambassador for the Alamo Bowl from going around <laughs> yeah. town. Riding a Harley. Tell us a little bit about your experiences around here. Well, I've just taken advantage of all the activities. I mean, I don't know if I'm a. I didn't purposely try to become a stellar ambassador for the for the bowl, but it's been it's been great. Like I said in my opening statements, uh, just the way they've uh, got things structured, uh, the layout of the of the entire uh, week that we've been here. Uh, there, someone was good enough to rent me a Harley. I don't know who did that. If it was my ops guy or if it was the bowl, but whoever did, thank you. And so that was fun. I'm a, I'm a motorcycle guy, so that's that's. Uh, that was right in my wheelhouse, but uh, you know, between touring the Alamo and, and uh, which I knew nothing about, I, I had that all backwards. You know, so I learned a ton when I went on that private tour of the Alamo and, and got myself straightened out on that. But but it's been a great week, and uh, like I said, the, the bowl itself, you know, you do something for 20, 30 years, whatever they've been doing it, you get good at it, and they're very good at what they do. And uh, myself and my family and the team, for that matter, has had a great experience. And I I asked the team, I check in, you know periodically with them and the captains and how's it going is there too much downtime too many activities and I say no it's been just right and uh, they've had a great time so so uh, it's been a great experience so far and and uh, like I said it's uh, it's a well-planned bowl and, and uh, they do it right hey, Cedric Golden Austin American Statesman Kyle um, you never know what you're going to get after the regular season mm -hmm. between that space between bowl games and end of the season how do you explain your incredible success in bowl games and how difficult is it to gauge what you're going to get from those teams? Well, the, the success is simply the hard work that the players put in. There's no magic formula that we have that uh, anybody else doesn't have. There's not some secret practice plan or process. It's just the commitment that our players make. And we've had a, we have had a good track record in bowl games. And, and what it's done is really perpetuated itself. Each group that comes through uh, doesn't want to be the group that lets the previous groups down. And so there's been a standard set. And uh, each, each uh, senior class and, and team that comes through the bowl situation, uh, like I said, takes a lot of pride in, in what's happened in the past and, and feels obligated to, uh, 
you know, do their part. And, uh, you know, echoing what Coach Herman said about our seniors, we also have a bunch of seniors that, that could have opted out of this game very easily. Uh, every senior has decided to play. Uh, we did have one junior that declared early that uh, opted out. He had some, you know, he's a little bit banged up and, and needed some time to, to recoup. But, but we're going to have uh, seven or eight guys go to the combine, and, and all those guys are here. And, and uh, again, I, everything that Coach said about their dedication and, and being a team guy and, and uh, you know, wanting to finish what they started, uh, I echo that, and we're, we're very proud of those guys. Roger Wallace, uh, NBC Austin. Tom, the emotion of tomorrow night in the locker room, no matter what happens, probably the last time that group will be in the same room together. That's got to be uh, kind of a drastic uh, shot to the system when you've been with these guys for so long. Huh. Yeah, um, you know, especially those seniors. And um, <clears throat> they hold a very special place um, in my heart and in, in our program's heart. Um, because when, when we got here, um, you know, they were freshmen, they were or just finishing their freshman year, most of them, and, and had gone five and seven, and um, we came in with uh, a different way of doing things, and it was very difficult, and um, some of their classmates decided that wasn't for them, and uh, uh, all of these guys stuck around, and, um, uh, you know, they bought in hook line and sinker uh became leaders you know i think we've only got uh, i don't know how many scholarship uh seniors maybe 10 uh if you include parker braun you know somewhere i mean it's really really low uh and four of them uh excuse me five of them are captains you know so almost half of them became captains uh and um it's Impressive to see those guys' uh, fortitude um, and uh, their commitment to, you know, a very close class. You know, when you, you start dwindling in numbers um, along the years, uh, you get closer and closer as a, as a group. And, um, you know, we just we want to be able to send them out knowing that, uh, you know, they became the first group in the senior class in the, the history of Texas and or history the first in the last 10 years um, to win three straight bowl bowl games and um, it's been a, a big mission of ours front left Kyle uh, chip Brown horns 24/7 in the zone in Austin um, can you talk about uh, cam rising and the development uh, of your quarterback position behind Tyler as he gets ready to move on? Yeah, Cam's been a great addition to our program. Uh, we were elated when he decided to uh, to join us. Now he spent all season running the scout team. You know, he's ineligible this year uh, during the regular season and, and the championship game due to uh, transfer rules. But he got cleared. He's available for this game and, and has been taking reps with uh, you know behind Tyler, uh, splitting reps with Drew List. So he you know you may see him, you may not in this game, but he's he's available if we need him. Uh, just got a great attitude. Uh, you know, he's a good-sized kid, 6'2", 220, uh, good arm, and he will be right in the mix for that starting job next year. He'll have three years left. Uh, he's uh, done everything we asked of him this year, and like I said, he's really been the leader of that scout team. He's the guy that gets him going and, and uh, takes charge out there, and uh, we think he's got a bright future at Utah, but uh, time will tell. Back left. 
Oh, Patrick Kinahan, Zone Sport Net, Sports Network in Salt Lake City. Coach Whittingham, you are on the verge of being in the top ten. If you were to win this game, maybe you can get in. What does that mean to your program if you end up with a top ten ranking? Well, that's something that we have talked about. You know, the reasons to, to win the game, not only because of the bowl track record that we have, but, uh, you know, being a top ten ranking, winning the 12th, our 12th game, which has only happened uh, two other times in, in uh, Utah football history. Uh, sending the seniors out the right way. I mean, there's a myriad of reasons for uh, for winning the game, or, or you know, not not that you need anything more than being a competitor. But those are carrots that are out there that we have talked about, and that would mean a, a lot to our program. Bottom line, to finish out in the top ten, and that's uh, that's something that definitely is in the forefront of our guys' minds. Uh, Bob Ballou, CBS Austin. Coach, yesterday Sam mentioned that it would be very easy right now for a lot of guys to have one foot out the door because of all the changes in the program, and he said he hasn't sensed that at all. Why do you think that is, and what's maybe been the biggest challenge for the coaching staff over the last month to keep everything together amidst all the change? I think the, these, these guys like being here. They like being part of this program, um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're all competitors. Uh, they They have bought into the fact that these seniors deserve their best. Uh, the young guys have, I know that. Um, and so I, I, don't, I don't know that it's, it's been really a challenge to quote, keep, keep them together. Um, this, this uh, obviously the, the regular season record wasn't what we'd hoped it was, but it, at, that point, at, at this point, that's irrelevant. You know, um, um, <clears throat> we've got one last game in the 2019 season and, um, you know, they're all competitors, and uh, they want to win the game just as bad as they wanted to win game one or game two, and um, uh, especially because of, of their uh, admiration for, for this senior class, too. I'll go back to Craig and then back. Craig Way, uh, Longhorn Radio Network and the Horn in Austin. Coach Whittingham, I wanted to get to your overall impressions of the Texas offense and the challenges that Sam Ellinger presents for your defense. Yeah, well, he's the catalyst, in my opinion. He's the guy that makes it go. Uh, tremendous leader. At least it appears that way on film when you watch him and you get a TV game that you get to see. You can see his personality come out. Um, very, very good thrower. I mean, over 3,500 yards throwing, over 500 yards rushing. He can hurt you both ways, you know, a true dual threat. And uh, he's, a, you know, he's, a, he's a weapon, like I said, and, and the guy that makes that thing go. Offensive line is solid. The receiver is tremendous. I mean, who catches 100-and-something balls for you know, nearly 1,300 yards? That doesn't happen very often. So that's, that's uh, impressive as well. Uh, they're balanced on offense, uh, you know, they can, which as a former defensive coordinator, that's the toughest offenses to defend are the ones that are balanced. If you've got someone that's 80% run or 80% throw, that's not – doesn't present the challenge. And Mike Leach might tell you differently, but and I guess he was here last year, so this is probably not as entertaining as last year's press conference. But <laughs> was it last no. year he was here? Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, they're they're uh, and they got good players across the board. That's you know not just the guys I singled out, but uh, like I said earlier in the press conference, it's Texas. I mean, they got you know, and the state of Texas is is uh, a recruiting just a dream. I mean, so. To, uh, to have that fertile of a recruiting ground and right in your backyard. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why they're a good football team and, and have been for years and years. We're going to go two final questions, Brian, and front row. Yeah, uh, Tom, building off Bob's question about Sam, uh, he said yesterday he's going to seek out info from the draft advisory board, which probably guys like that probably should do. Uh, but what is your thoughts on Sam's future? I mean, do you expect 
Sam Ellinger to be here in, in 2020? Or? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and he's, he's already gotten those results back. So, um, yeah. Um, so, and, but I, I, I do think um, he's got a tremendous future uh, at the next level. Um, again, I, I'll say it as many times as I need to. He sees the game as good as any I've coached and, and having coached some really good quarterbacks in my day. Um, that's, that's certainly no slight on them. That's, that's um, uh, uh, testimony to him and, and his intelligence and um, you know, his toughness. And, and that's going to go uh, a long way at the, at the next level. Uh, Coach Ehrman, um, you inherited a program that didn't go to a bowl game for two straight years. Now this is three straight. Uh, what do you think it means maybe to the young players to kind of see like this is kind of the norm, which is Texas recording winning seasons and then, you know, being successful in bowl games? Yeah, it's, um, it's a, a bit of a double-edged sword because they, they weren't here for that first spring and that first season um, and the things that, you know, the, that this senior class and, and junior class you know, they're, they're looking at him like, man, you guys, you guys got it easy. You guys just, you know, walk in, uh, you know, like this freshman class, you know, you walk into 10 wins and a New Year's Six Bowl victory and all that, and you, you think uh, that those things just fall out of the sky at Texas. And, um, you know, this, probably this season, uh, maybe on some levels needed to happen uh, for some of those guys to realize that, um, um, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins and, and uh, really, really cool bowl games don't just happen, you know. Uh, they're, they're a product of really hard work, uh, of uh, great relationships within the locker room and um, everybody kind of, you know, um, pulling in the same direction. And, um, but I, I do think on the other side of that sword, it is good that they, they realize that um, there is an expectation and a standard uh, around here. And, you know, the bowl games that we went to, uh, you know, or have gone to in our three years here, I mean, those are, those are really, really good bowl games. Uh, you know, I've never been to a bad one, but um, I, I know these are, are uh, you know, the three that we've been to have been uh, phenomenal for us. And uh, it is good for, for a lot of these young guys to understand that, uh, there are very high expectations here at Texas.